Welcome, everybody, to the Reinvent Prediction Podcast. My name is Anthony James, founder and CEO of CloudAssessments.com and LinuxAcademy.com. And as always, I'm joined with Christopher. Ooh, I think you're going to slap me for that one. It is, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night. Anyway, let me try that again. I'm joined with Christoph Limpelaire. Say hello, Christoph. Hey, I have to say, I think that's the first time you've ever called me Christopher, so I'll let it slide this time, but it's great to be back on the show. It is 10 o'clock here, uh, pretty tired, but we've got some exciting things going on with AWS. They've had a ton of new updates, so we're going to be covering some of those and also talking about some of what we've been working on at Linux Academy and Cloud Assessments, and so some of what we have planned for the reInvent show. Hey, you know, to be fair, just two days ago, I had a 104.5 fever. So I think, I think my naming conventions within my brain kernel have been fried. I have to move to a new cloud. You have to, to swap out the hardware a little bit. Maybe some of the I software got fried too. Gonna have to. I think for sure on that. So it it it's we we were just talking about it. This is just it's kind of insane. AWS is posting recap blog posts about their blog posts, about all of their announcements. They're, they're doing that many. And again, we talked about this prior, and it just blows my mind at the number. Now, there, a lot of them are small features, but a lot of them are new things, too. they got to have some major, major new actual services being launched at reInvent this year, don't you think? Definitely, yeah, and it's it's everything from you know one of the new announcements from a day ago was that you can now bookmark your favorite CloudWatch dashboards for quicker access, which obviously is a cool thing, but nothing major, nothing groundbreaking, all the way to something like Amazon releasing P3 instances, which can be powered by up to eight NVIDIA and Tesla V100 GPUs, which can do crazy things. So it's it's all kinds of just different and random releases, which as you said. It, it just kind of throws you off guard because we've got these predictions, right? We, we think XYZ is going to happen, but then they just release all kinds of different things leading up to reInvent. And we've got, what, 23 days left until the event. So you know that they're gearing up for it. You know they're prepared for it. And we're going to have some incredible announcements, I'm sure. I mean, I hope so. Some of these announcements get kind of uh, almost like, are, are you sure? I think you're just going for volume of announcements over actual announcements. Like that bookmark thing is pretty cool, but... Man, I, I think that I, I quite honestly think that maybe some of the good, important things might get lost. I mean, you're using CloudWatch, pop up something that says, hey, new new bookmarking features available. Um, and, you know, and you're, you're browsing through stuff and it's and it's just like, oh, by the way, you can also prepare for AWS to move to its own certificate authority. Uh, I mean, it's like not all of these are created equal. It's just kind of funny to me. Well, and I was just thinking about this before we hit record and this kind of going on a tangent, but I wonder how they've been able to scale their processes internally to be able to communicate cross teams or uh, even just to their sales team or marketing team. Yeah, we've got these new features and they've got so many features coming out. How do they avoid bogging down their other teams by just trying to keep up with what's going on, right? That's a challenge for a lot of scaling companies, large and small. How do they do it with this volume of features and stuff coming out? It's incredible. Well, and the way they're doing it, it almost looks like that they're using their blog for a lot of their internal communication too. I mean, think about AWS yeah. releases something, uh, you know, they're based in Seattle until their next headquarters comes out. Oh, Christoph, well, I have a prediction. I have a okay. prediction. All right, it just it just happened. Uh, this is actually a good prediction. I predict 
that AWS is going to announce their new headquarters location at reInvent. That makes so much sense, actually. They, I mean, they did just stop accepting applications, so they don't have a ton of time to pick. But I, I think they're going to do that there. I mean, they got it in ahead of time. Uh, I, I almost wonder if it's going to be a headquarters devoted solely to Amazon Web Services. It is not a lot of time to decide, but at the same time, I'm sure they did a ton of research before they even just started collecting all this information. So they probably had a pretty good idea. And then from all the bids and everybody else trying to fight over it, they might be able to just turn around and do exactly that because that is a massive announcement. And that's what reInvent is for, for their huge announcements. And that's one of the biggest ones they could have, I think. So that makes a ton of sense. I'm glad you thought of that. Well, and there's been a lot of talk in the finance community of, I don't think Amazon's on board for this, but, you know, investors are really looking for them to break out AWS, spin it off of its own company. So if that even is a real conversation among the Amazon board, you know, kind of creating its own headquarters, starting treating it differently. It's already treated differently, has its own CEO reporting to Jeff Bezos. I, man, I, I think we might be onto something here. We might just end this podcast right here and call it good. <laughs> well, we can also cover some of the uh, other features or or what, what have you that have come out. But I think that's a very strong uh, prediction. I don't know that I can beat that, at least not in this episode. So, or even I sh- I any episode, to be honest. Yeah, you should have. I, sh- I just, <laughs> so it just popped in my head. I don't remember what I was talking about. We're, well, we're just going to end the show now. Thanks everybody for tuning in. This is the last episode. <laughs> you just, uh, you just capped it off here. I think. Mic drop. I know. Yeah, we're never going to do another one again. We can't. We can't <laughs> top that. All right. Well, well I, I'll tell you what, kind of on that note, speaking of uh, building headquarters in super busy cities and adding another, you know, 100,000 people or how many people are going to work there. Who knows? 5,000. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm sure they've talked about it. You know, one of, the, one of the announcements they came out with is the ability to register for reserved seating. Now, originally, I thought you had to pay for this, but I don't think you do. I think if you just download the reInvent app and register for a session that there are, looks like there are locks on it. So you can't register for two sessions that are uh, less than 30 minutes from each other, um, specifically because apparently there's going to be breakout sessions in three venues, which makes sense since the Venetian and uh, those other ones are all tied together in one giant uh, hallway. But they're reserving 75% of each breakout session to reserved seating and then 25% to walk in. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because the first day that they released these, these sessions out for registration, we, we went online and I think it was maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes after they announced it. And our team was trying to get seats into sessions and they couldn't. And so we thought, are you serious? It already, we already ran out of space for a ton of these sessions. What happened was there was a problem with their system. I forget exactly what details, but they had an issue with the system. So that wasn't really the case, but a lot of these sessions are still filling up really quickly. So it makes sense to have that kind of system, I think. It's just, uh, I know it's also very frustrating sometimes as an attendee that uh, you really want to go to that session and just miss the opportunity to, to attend it. So uh, I think it is good that they have registration system like that. And to be honest with you, I, I manned the booth a lot last year, so I don't even remember what the, the system was like in order to get into the sessions. I know they had waiting lines and all of that, but do you remember a little bit of the d- details? I know 
you and I kind of manned the booth a little bit. We didn't really try to go into too many sessions, but I, I forget how that went. I know they had a lot of people waiting in line for some of these talks, though. A lot of people. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction based off of this. I predict there's going to be a lot of long lines. Yeah, for sure. I, I also predict that you're going to go down the hallway and try to get a coffee, and that's never going to happen. You're going to have to wake up too early to get your coffee. Get your coffee before <laughs> you go. And if you, are, if you have your hotel inside of the Venetian or something, just drink the coffee in your hotel room. Don't, don't uh, try to go to the coffee shops in there. Well, so we are talking gonna, about... Yeah, we are talking about tens of thousands of people. So you also want to make sure you don't get trampled, uh, which is an actual possibility. So, you know, be careful with that. But I know we that's, tried to get some. That's crazy, though. I mean, you, you remember that hallway by that coffee shop, almost oh, where yeah. uh, all of the all of the places combine. And it's just you're you're it's like you're wobbling like a penguin. Why? And everybody's there. I mean, it's it's crazy. And we actually tried to get permission from AWS to be able to, to put uh, camera recording equipment out there in the hallways and whatnot. And we weren't thinking, right? But they, they, they said, no, you can't do that. And it makes a lot of sense because can you imagine having cables, having heavy equipment, having lighting, uh, not, maybe not in the middle of the hallway, but even on the side of the hallway, you've got just a mass of people coming in. That would be a huge hazard. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I was bummed out at first and then I thought about it and, and said, you know, I can't believe I even asked for that permission. It just doesn't make sense that at the scale of a conference, it's insane. Absolutely. Yeah. And insane. I think they're, they're selling more tickets each year. I want to say they're somewhere upward, like 20, they're in the 20 thousands at this point. Um, so I also am going to predict that not everybody's going to get in the keynote. Uh, definitely not. No. And even <laughs> last year, I waited a little bit too long to head over there and they had overflow rooms. So they will have multiple probably multiple overflow rooms. Uh, you probably won't get onto into the room with the uh, the main stage unless you get up really early. And uh, and I'm not really that much of a morning person. So I don't know if I'll make it. You I'll don't, try really hard. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> but they do have overflow ro rooms. So it's not a huge deal if you don't make it into the main one. They've got big screens. It's a big event. They know what they're doing now. They've been doing this for a few years. So I don't think they'll have any major... I, I think everything will go smoothly, even though it's massive. Uh, if anybody can pull it off, I'm sure it's, it's AWS. So I, I think we breezed over this. Let's tell our listeners real quick. I know we're talking a lot about stuff. Let's tell our listeners what Christoph's like in the morning. So let's, for example, uh, let's not, let's switch topics. I, I comes rolling in the office right about nine 30 acting like, okay. it, I mean, no. like he's not had any coffee and the end, you just, you just can't I, even. I I, it, I roll in before nine thirty just to clarify real quick. I am in the office by nine o'clock, so I used to roll in around nine thirty. That that's changed. I am making uh, well, progress. Well, since then I'm on the second floor versus the first floor, so yeah. I mean, yeah, you my, just don't see me. That's that's why. my mistake. Okay, but uh, no, I, I'm uh, well, a great so I'm person. on the second floor for a reason. Such a morning person you are. <laughs> Any case, I actually when you started talking about um, their new headquarters and the number of people they might have at their headquarters. I thought you were going to talk about something different than the registration for the, the, um, the sessions. So I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. So I'm going to, I'm going to slide that in there and we can switch topics if you're not ready, but we do have something to do with Kansas city. Is that something you want to announce in this episode? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing I would say is that we're going to contribute to the reinvent, uh, 
traffic flow substantially as well. This year, we actually have two booths, and I think about how many staff do we have going? Are we in the 30? We're Almost pretty close to 30, half yeah. the company. I mean, that's just under half the company. We have 75 people on staff. That's, that, that's crazy. And they're side, you said side by side, I think, but yeah, the booths are connect, you know, they're side by side connected. So you get to, to see both Lynx Academy and cloud assessments. And, uh, and if you haven't seen cloud assessments yet, then we can show you, we can talk about it. We can explain what, what that is, uh, and vice versa. If you're familiar with cloud assessments, but not Lynx Academy, uh, we've got staff to, to explain what it is. So it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're bringing out a ton of people so that we can meet uh, more of our students since last year, honestly. We did not expect to have that many people stop by the booth. It was incredible. I have never been to an event and had so many people stop by and, and say thank you, say hello, uh, shake hands with us. It was just an absolutely amazing event. You know, speaking of that, let's go ahead and do this. I, and I mean, primarily because the actual announcements that's come out from AWS have been um, they're, they're not huge. So in, in terms of that, maybe we should talk about some of the announcements that we have that relate to AWS real quick. Cause you had just, you'd hinted at the Kansas city thing, but what's even bigger than the Kansas city thing, which we're going to touch on is what's happening Monday, November 6th, right? Monday, November 6th. Uh, when is that? Oh, that's two days from now. Yeah. 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 What's yeah, going stuff on? We've been frantically working on <laughs> for the past few weeks. What do you mean? I've, I've been, you know, just hanging out at home playing video games. I don't know what you're talking about. Or I guess I've been rolling in late in the morning, so I probably <laughs> missed those meetings, right? <laughs> well, I, I've been faking being sick, so I mean, we're all, we're all on the same page, right? No, so on Monday, we're announcing that we have a new user service that is combining both Linux Academy and cloud assessments into one user account and one subscription. So if you have a paying Linux Academy subscription, you will have unlimited access to both Linux Academy and cloud assessments in a seamless user experience between the two of them. I was trying to find a way of, I wish I could just put in a sound effect, you know, the gasp, when you have that gasp sound effect. But no, that's... (gasps) There you go. There you go. I can do it as good as that. Thank you. Uh, I'm just super excited because that has been something that students have been requesting, right? They've been signing up. They've, they've had to sign up with a separate account for cloud assessments, even if they already had a Linux Academy account and vice versa. Now that's solving that, you get access from one single dashboard, same account. And it's, it's really amazing. We're super excited about it. I know the development team has been working on it for how long now? Um, about six to 12 weeks. Uh, it, it depends. We had a first iteration and then we kind of switched gears about four weeks ago. So it's just, a, it's a big project, right? We, we want to make sure it's done right. We want to make sure the experience is amazing for the students. And that takes a lot of dedication. So I'm super proud of the development team. They've done an incredible job and, uh, and I'm super excited for Monday. Well, yeah, and our next generation labs, which are awesome. Basically, when you take a cloud assessments lab, as you're completing items, it checks it off. So you know if you've done it successfully. Super awesome. And then uh, our next generation quiz platform is also going to live on there. And that's for some reason, I I usually don't get excited about quizzes, but (laughs) this one I'm super excited about. Our product team has done nothing short of amazing things on, on both of these. Can we do another gasp sound effect, please? (laughs) <laughs> my, my facial expression when you asked for that would have been better. It, so what's also what we're going to do immediately, I don't know if you know this, Christoph, being the founder of Scale Your Code, 
Um, and for those of you who's listening, about this time last year, Linux Academy purchased Scale Your Code, and it joined the Linux Academy family. And it's kind of been in uh, in uh, what, what's purgatory <laughs> might be the the it's interesting been on word pause. for it. <laughs> it's been paused. <laughs> Sounds a lot better for sure. Pause does. So it's been on pause, but we're also going to immediately after this plug in Scale Your Code to work like that uh, inside of the Linux Academy or cloud assessments ecosystem. Um, and you know, why don't you tell us about the vision and what we're going to start seeing at Scale Your Code as well, Christoph? Yeah, I mean, so Scale Your Code started a few years back. And like you said, Linux Academy purchased it. So now it's, it's part of the, the family. And the reason that happened is because it's always had a very similar mission to what Linux Academy does, which is to uh, to get as much information and knowledge uh, into as many hands as possible without charging an arm and a leg for it, right? So just trying to, to grab as much valuable information from people who know what they're talking about, from experts in the industry, and transferring that knowledge to the rest of us. Uh, because, you know, we've got somebody, say we've interviewed somebody uh, from Shopify, which we actually have another episode we just did with uh, Simon Eskelson that we had a first episode a couple of years back and we, Anthony and I just did another episode that's going to come out in a few months here. But he has a lot of, of expertise and experience in running things like Docker in production before other people ran Docker in production. How do you get knowledge from someone like that? Uh, well, Skelly Code is, is the answer to that question. So we go out and we find those experts, whether they're on our own staff or out there somewhere, and we, we interview them. We ask questions so that we can learn from their successes and their mistakes, and we can just see how they run things that we may not have been able to run. So it's a lot of you know use cases, whether it's medium to large scale applications or even just learning how to scale teams. Uh, so, you know, as you know, Anthony, scaling teams can be super hard, especially when the, the company's growing really fast. You're adding more people to the team. How do you scale the processes? How do you scale that communication like we were talking about earlier with Amazon? Um, it, it's a challenge. And so instead of reinventing, reinventing the wheel, we can learn from experts. And that's what Scaly Code brings uh, to your living room or, or wherever you have an internet connection. I mean, it's just great stuff like, uh, you know, interviewing uh, production level people that are running huge, large, I mean, Shopify, for example, you know, they're running Kubernetes at scale and their architecture is actually relatively interesting. You know, they're running a monolith as uh, Simon was telling us yesterday, I'm not going to give all of the stuff away on that. Um, and then, you know, even interviewing our own staff. I mean, we have a giant big data serverless architecture for our artificial intelligence and the big data platform on cloud assessments. And, you know, Manisha, who got the award uh, for, or got an award, got awarded one of the top women in technology in Dallas, Fort Worth, is running our data team. And so, you know, just interviewing her, not only on kind of being a leader in the industry for women, uh, but also about that serverless big data architecture. Uh, because that's just great information that needs to get in the hands of anybody and everybody who's interested in that type of technology. And we actually have an episode with Manisha coming out very soon here where she talks exactly about that. And the other cool thing, one thing that we really stressed on was when you think data, when you think big data, when you think about setting up those kinds of architectures, you might think high cost, or it would take a lot of time to set that up. You'd have to hire expensive, very smart people to set it up. But as it turns out, with platforms like Amazon Web Services, you have a lot of those services that you can just plug in together if you know how to use them. And that's what Manisha's team was able to do. And it's, it's affordable. It's not... Um, 
you know, I don't want to downplay it, but it's not super complicated. It's not rocket science and it's not extremely expensive. Most startups can use this type of architecture. So how do you figure that out? Well, Manisha knows how to do it. So now she transfers that knowledge. If you need to have that knowledge, you can use it. You can apply that to your own, uh, own career, which is exactly what we're trying to do. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that, this is a great transition back to some reInvent predictions. And Christoph, you were just mentioning the sheer number. And the reason I mention this is because our some of our big data architecture, our data architecture actually runs on Kinesis for real-time streaming. And you were just mentioning the sheer number of Kinesis announcements. And, and so I think that was solidifying the fact that we really think that we're going to see some more deep learning, artificial intelligence. I mean, there's the Amazon P3 instances. What do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. And I think in the last episode, I also mentioned a couple of things from Amazon Kinesis. And there was just another very recent announcement of Amazon Kinesis analytics anomaly detection uh, so they've released two new features that can give explanations of anomalies, which make it easier to perform a root cause analysis. So you can actually learn which fields in your data lead to high anomaly scores, and that way you can identify trends that are associ associated with that anomaly. And one of the very early predictions, I think I'm the one who came out with this, maybe you, Anthony, I can't remember, but I think it was the very first episode where we said that one of our predictions was around artificial intelligence, obviously, but more specifically to security. So how can we leverage AI for security? And uh, that, that kind of goes towards that where all of the services and tools uh, can provide just more information as it relates to data and security for that data. And uh, they're, they're pushing a lot more stuff with Amazon Kinesis that has to do with that sort of uh, anomaly detection, which is super helpful. You know, and from a business perspective, it makes sense. You know, I, I saw one of these announcements and it's AWS Automated Ops. And it's automating uh, using serverless technologies as some from their Solutions Architect team. So great job, Solutions Architect team. Um, some image management. And, you know, if you think of the cloud computing world, you know, Google's out there, Azure's out there, just wrapping your stuff around an existing service like Memcache or Redis or MySQL isn't enough anymore, right? Because everybody can do that. What's going to make the difference, and I think this is true in the, just the world and technology in general, is software, and I think what we're going to see is Amazon's probably created a lot of processes that have empowered their team to use their own services that are going to create new services. So we're going to see services that are built on top of services. And I think they're going to see those um, a lot of, uh, you know, specifically around security, like you had talked about. Um, you know, for example, they have a new tool that you can monitor DDoS attack trends with AWS Shield Advanced. Um, and, you know, if you look at that, it costs money for that. They have, a, a, I think, one of the additions is $3,000 a month. And, and I think that might be a big play and, and, quite honestly, a smart play from AWS from a perspective of a differentiator and also a profit maker. You just made me think of something else, actually, not quite related, but still security related, where uh, they made an announcement that Elasticash for Redis now provides encryption features. So whether it's data in transit or at rest, if you're using Elasticash and running Redis on it, then you can now uh, enable those features that can protect your data either in transit or at rest. So that's another really big announcement if you're using Elasticash. Well, hey, if you want to go into security, let's go into security then. We know that AWS is moving to its own certificate of authority. 
Uh, we also know that they're making a big push for uh, some HIPAA, more compliant stuff. So Amazon Elasticatch, Elasticash <laughs> for Redis is now a HIPAA-eligible service, and you can use it to power real-time healthcare applications. And in fact, I'm going to find my note on it here. You have to give me one second, but... I believe spot instances can automatically encrypt EBS volumes at boot time now as well. Ooh, that's interesting. I think I missed that one. But they nope, have been... Yeah, it is. It is. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's really no, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that they've definitely been pushing for HIPAA compliance across a lot of their services recently, which is awesome, uh, especially for healthcare, finance, you know, all these different fields that really have a lot of, of requirements around HIPAA uh, or, or other kinds of uh, government reg regulations or regulations at all. So uh, I do think we're going to see a lot more of that in the next few months. You know, they also just announced Amazon EC2 Systems Manager now integrates with GitHub. I, I just see a lot of stuff around them trying to up their game on CI/CD pipelines. I mean, there's no reason that uh, they, they haven't. And that tells me even more they're going to hit some more built-in deployment processes. And we had one comment on the blog. I think we talked about this briefly in the previous episode where he also said, he said, I really hope they come out with better services around code. And so just like you said, I think they are moving in that direction. It just makes sense. It makes it easier for developers. And uh, it's a direction that I think they're going to move in as we're seeing here. Yeah, so security, AI, and for some reason, something that has to do with compute. It's going to be wrapped around compute based off what we're seeing. I'm just convinced based off the pricing, based off all of the code-related updates to AWS Systems Manager. You know, you combine those things together and we're going to see quite frankly, maybe it's a, it's a deep learning service that actually powers, um, uh, because they have these AWS machine learning AMIs for their P3 instances. So, um, it might just be something where you have elastic map reduce type service wrapped around EC2 with their own special value. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. So back to, we're going to, we're going to wrap up here and we've talked a lot about our company actually, because really our, we spent this past year and the reason I'm talking about it is I'm usually super excited about all these technologies, but this, the something I'm just more excited about right now is all of the changes that we've gone through as a company. So, you know, if we, if we recall in January of 2016, there was seven, us, seven of us on staff and that was actually your first month. I believe you started January 2nd or January 3rd. Is that right, Christoph? January 4th, yeah. January 4th. And today we're sitting at uh, 75 and we have uh, about 20 some open positions. So if you were interested, we have everything from developers to uh, DevOps engineers to marketing. course authors to marketing to sales. We have it all open. And there's something really cool that we did. You mentioned it earlier about Kansas City. And we have Stephen Smith, who is our chief content officer, Terry Cox, who is our VP of content for operational content and a course author. And they're both located out of Kansas City. We have some of our new stealth cloud assessments team built out, built out in Kansas City as well. So it just made sense. And we opened up a physical Kansas City office location. And we're going to really dive into some of the talent and 
technology market and the growth that is the Kansas City area. So just between that and we're seeing our user service come out, we have, I, I can't even tell you all of the back end stuff that we have done that we're building out the front end for. We, we've rebuilt all of our architectures, we've redesigned all of our applications, we redesigned our entire learning experience. The stuff that you're gonna see over the next few weeks is nothing compared to what it's gonna be over the next two to three months that we actually have in development, most of the back end done for. We have a brand new enterprise platform launching later this year. We have a new quiz system launching. We have new study groups launching. I'm not even gonna go into all the details because there's so much stuff and I don't wanna give it away. I quite honestly could not be more excited for the next couple quarters coming out of Linux Academy. And Christoph, your team has just been rocking it as well. Some of the content that's been coming out of there, we've seen course author, day in the life of, what was it, day in the life of Tom? Yep, day in the life of Tom, we went to Portland, Oregon and shot some, some recordings there. Yeah, and in fact, you know what? Anybody who wants to just say anything nice inside of the comments, maybe reshare this podcast or something, I say we just randomly select two or three people and send them swag packs. That includes some Linux Academy and cloudassessments.com Yetis, some uh, you know shirts or uh, hoodies for both, which we have. And let's hook them up for that. I, I just can't be more excited, and I want to share with that with everybody. Yeah, definitely. If you want to comment below the video, whether it's on YouTube or uh, the audio soundbite sound on SoundCloud or even on our blog, cloudassessments.com slash blog, just comment on there. We are constantly monitoring it, so we'll reach out to you as you do that. Um, and uh, I also wanted to announce that we have picked a AWS reInvent giveaway winner. So I think you'll recall that we mentioned we were running a raffle for one lucky winner. Uh, to get a completely free trip to AWS reInvent. So we'd cover the hotel, we'd cover flight and Uber or whatever uh, mode of transportation. And we finally picked the winner. I'm not going to announce or give away the name here. We will be announcing that on social media. So keep an eye out, make sure that you, uh, you're you looking out for that to make sure it's you uh, or to see if it's you, because if it is you, then you want to make sure that you get back to us as soon as possible so we can get that set up. But thank you everyone who entered for that. And I hope you were the lucky winner. Uh, also, finally, the last thing I'll mention is that we are having something special happening at reInvent. So if you, if you are going, then be sure to tune in for the next episode of our reInvent predictions, because we'll be giving out more details about that. So that's all I got. Absolutely. That's all I got. And everybody who's tuned in for the reInvent Predictions podcast, thanks for joining us. We look forward to having some of our final predictions coming up over the next few weeks as we enter in the full stomach season and the traditional Christmas music season. My name is Anthony James and you are... And my name's Christoph, and I'm going to be sure to go to bed now so that I don't wake up too late and don't miss, uh, don't show up at 930. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. It's all good. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Bye.